Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm excited to be here with you all today and I have the beautiful Steph on today. So Steph is a mum of three and she's really passionate about human design for parenting and children and she also loves guiding other mums and business owners to find themselves and understand their gifts and uniqueness and how to move through life with human design and gene keys. So welcome Steph, thank you for being here. Hey, Leisha. I am absolutely loving being here talking about things that we are passionate about. So thank you for inviting me. No worries, Han. No worries. So Steph, tell us a little bit more because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are listening who have no idea what human design is. Obviously, I've gone on my own little journey with you so far and I've delved a little bit into this human design both for my business and in parenting. So I got the kids charts read. But for those of the people that have no idea what human design is, can you give us a little bit of information about what that is and what it means? Yes, for sure. So I guess in a nutshell, the way that I like to describe human design, it's like a personality test for the soul. I really believe that, you know, we're all here for a purpose. We have our unique gifts and challenges and what we're supposed to do in life. And I guess once we're born, we have this amnesia and we kind of forget. So this, I guess, human design is not even an awakening, a remembering. A remembering of Mm. who we are, what we're here for and how we move through life. And I absolutely love it as well because it really encompasses both the spirituality side, you know, there's some I Ching and Kabbalah and astronomy, but there's also science in it as well with the quantum physics. So I just love that blend of spirituality and science to kind of see who you uniquely are, really. Mm, love that. So would you say that human design is all about finding your purpose or is that something that you like to niche into or I know that you've said that as well you like to use it for parenting and children so how would that look like what does that kind of look like if we was going down the parenting and children route? Sure so to answer your first question yes it can help you align with your purpose but it's not here to tell you oh hey you're going to be a teacher or you're going to work as an accountant It kind of allows you to move through life so everything is in alignment and that you're making decisions how you're supposed to and you're using your energy how you're supposed to. So when you're showing up as yourself with all these, I guess, traits and, you know, things just 
are more in flow, right? It's not mm. a struggle. You're avoiding the pitfalls in life. You're not being conditioned the way that your parents have conditioned you and said, right, here are my kids and I'm going to bring you all up the same because we're all different, right? Um, but when it comes to the parenting part, which I especially love because I feel there's a lot of adults walking around that are carrying a lot of trauma or even from childhood but never felt that they fit in or they weren't enough or they were the black sheep or whatever it is, you know, and because they were always taught they were a little bit different as parents, um, sorry, as children, the way that they were brought up. And the way that I use it in parenting is, I suppose, thinking about my own experience, you know, if people talk to me different or, or saw me different or could navigate my emotions differently or my environment or kind of communicated with me differently, then I might have had a different experience. Mm. If that makes sense. I had a great childhood. Don't get me wrong. But there's definitely things that I'm just like, aha, uh-huh, I can see how that shows up. I can see how that could have been different. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of when I had the reading for my children with you, I guess from my own experience, what I got from it is that, like you said, all of our children are very different. And they don't respond to one kind of parenting. Our other child might. We do do that as parents, I think. And, you know, working with mothers myself, I see this as like, we might say, oh, well, one child never did X, Y, Z. And the other child would never act like that. Or one of my children's a really good eater. And my other child, she just nitpicks or you know, and which box they kind of fit into. But what it does is it helps you recognize that, you know, all of your children are different and they've all got different energy types. So one of your children might be what we consider a really good eater, which would be in the three meals a day and that's it and doesn't snack and nitpick or whatever isn't a picky eater. And then you've got the other one who likes to just graze all day or who doesn't like to eat a big meal or whatever it is. And then we give them these labels and that Mm -hmm. creates the conditioning that then the child starts to notice and witness those comments or those conversations that you're having with another parent or how you respond to them when they're not acting the same way as their brother or sister. And it can be as simple as them not eating the same, you know, a different food, what they like to eat or whatever. It can be these simple things, but these start to embed these ideas into our children that they're somehow different or they're not enough or they're too much in some way. So I feel like the human design for children chart really gives you sort of a bit of a roadmap, I guess, to what your child's energy type is and how you can start to respond so that you will then get them to feel seen and heard, but also to sort of comply with what your needs are and how they respond to society and fit in with other children. You know, some children like to have big groups of friends and some children like to just have one or two friends and just honoring your child's energy type. Exactly. And that's it. Exactly. Honoring and knowing them and then parent them by design. And not that 
you know, obviously we can treat our kids the same, you know, giving them the same love and attention and feeling nurtured and all that, but they're very, very different. Mm. So for example, I have three children and they're all completely different. You know, one of them is just all energy, a multitasker, like a go-getter, a powerhouse, an independent, headstrong, you know what I mean? Mm. And then on the flip side, then I have a kid that's more, you could say, quieter and shy, but more intuitive and insightful. And then we'll sit back and be more observant. You know, they're very different. But if you were in a house full of a family that were all, you know, been energy and been sporty and this and that all the time, the quiet kind of like insightful child that takes their time and be more, they would feel overwhelmed and conditioned to be like the rest of the house. Or for example, you have a kid that is so adventurous and, and so energetic and wants to do all these things and it may be from a home that they like to read and not saying that there's anything wrong with any of this mm. but they're from a home of people that are quieter and they have a quieter w- way of life then they're like well you're too much and you're too this and you're too that and then you start like kind of shaming kids I guess mm. you know and then they're having these childhood wounds you know all they've been told is oh you're you're too much, you're too loud, you're a boot breaker or you're flaky or this or that. Or then the quieter kids might be, you know, going, oh, well, you're lazy or you're too sensitive or do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just to have that awareness and to be mindful of it because the way I speak to my children are different. The way that they make decisions are different. Mm. The way that they handle their emotions are very different. Even their sleep is different. Their mm. diet and environment is different. You know, somebody that doesn't need that much energy, as you said, could be picking food. And somebody that has very energetic and has all, you know, needs all of this and is always doing all the things, they have a higher output of energy. So they need more food. Then, you know, they're getting the same meals or not shaming people for having a bigger portion. There's so much into it. It really is. But when I do a human design reading for people or even for adults, right? So they can see themselves as a child. Mm. Then it's like, oh my God, yes, that is me. That is me. I can see that. Or this is so my kids. That is them. And it's not even to put kids into a box either, but it's just be more mindful, more aware and communicate and kind of parent them Mm. to their design. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's so much in it. There really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah. It is. It's like you said, it's having that awareness and also, you know, a little bit of a roadmap as to maybe why your child reacts or responds in a certain way. Like having that chart, you can then be like, oh, okay, I understand why, you know, XYZ might tire her out because she doesn't have that same energy level as her sister who might be you know manifesting generator who's got like a thousand projects on the go and is like you know so or even the difference between parents and children as well you know some parents might be the parents that are going to be here there and everywhere and the child isn't coping because she's not that child you know she likes to have her home time and relaxed or vice versa where you feel like you're a relaxed chilled person you like being at home and your child's like bouncing off the walls and is like needs to go to the park for three hours a day or whatever so yeah it's like gives you that kind of like those little aha moments of like 
Oh, I get it. And I think when you feel seen as a parent, it can give you that relief. It gives you that validation of like, okay, my child's not crazy or I'm not doing parenting wrong. It's just that he needs X, Y, Z and I need X, Y, Z. Make that, how can we get that to sort of meet in the middle so that everyone gets their needs met and everyone still feels heard and seen and validated and and safe in the environment. Exactly. As you said, to have that awareness, you know, you are able to identify it. Because when I started this whole journey, Mm. first of all, I started the experiment with myself, but then with my kids. And I was like, you know, just tweaking the way that I would ask a question of them. You know, their bedtime routine is a huge one as well, because they have different needs when it comes to sleep and how they get to sleep and their environment and I was just having little experiments and I was like oh holy shit this really really does work but then I have to be mindful of my energy also so I'm Mm. a projector and I don't have a lot of output of energy or I work better in little short spurts and then I have a rest and whereas two of my kids are just like boom 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 energy and it just you know drains me sometimes so it's just to have that I guess mindfulness as well going, okay, this is fine. They're supposed to have this. They're very energetic. They're a multitasker. You know, they do things. Okay, let's tire them out. How can we do this? Mm. How can I also be mindful of my own energy? Uh, You know what? I just love it. It's just so insightful and it's just fantastic. Again, it's just an awareness. Yeah. Putting your kid into a, you know, into a box. Like the Gene Keys readings go into way, way more detail. But the parenting sheets that I have is just a great kind of four pager, have a look and kind of, yeah, these are things that I could implement in some tools, my parenting toolbox, I could start doing straight away. Mm. Yeah, I think what I found quite beneficial as well, because both of my girls are projectors as well. So they have to wait to be invited, which I found super interesting in terms of friendships as well Mm. because I have noticed especially with my first she will wait like she would stand like at the daycare or when we went to like a um, play group or whatever she would wait and observe she's not the child that would be the first to sort of jump in and be here and be there and That really helped me to not, you know, push her and be like, go on, you're okay, you know, da 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 da. And actually let her just sit with me and wait for someone to come and up to her and invite her and say, do you want to come and play or whatever it is? Yeah. And then she's so excited and she's so into it and she's loving it, you know? So I just think like little things like that can be helpful because we don't realize that you know when we're doing that we are pushing our kids out of sight of their safety zone you know Mm -hmm. so it's being able to be like okay I recognize that this is something that she needs so she needs to wait for someone to come to her or she needs to wait until she feels comfortable enough to step out you know so and I have had you know kids and mothers respond oh she's why is she being shy and it's like that she's not being shy. She, she's just waiting for someone to come to her and say, do you want to play? <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> exactly, exactly. She's already living in her design, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the thing is as well, if in hindsight she went out there and tried to play with kids and 
include herself in games without being invited, then she would look like that she was maybe being bossy or attention seeking or a know it all because she kind of isn't very insightful and can read things. Do you know what I mean? And has mm. great ideas. You know, so it's funny when you do realize it and you start doing it, it's actually like, oh, my goodness, this so makes sense. Oh, I can see that. Oh, she is so this. Oh, he is so that. Oh, I do this. I do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But you know what? It's not, again, you can play with it. You can have a bit of fun with it and see Mm. how is this showing up and then how can you tweak what you're already doing? Now, some kids already live by design because they haven't been conditioned to be something that they're not already. Or somewhere along the line, school or society has been like, oh, you should be doing this or do that or do this and don't do that and don't do this and you're to this and you're to that, whatever. And so you do find as well that I, you know, some kids might change a little bit when it comes to school because of all this societal influences and the way that people think we should do or we should be parented or kids should show up. If you find that your kids is feeling angry or frustrated or bitter or disappointed, then there's something you know, out of alignment because kids are joyful. Kids are happy. Do you know what I mean? And we just want to keep that beautiful freshness and joy in their everyday life, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's so, yeah, keeping that innocence and that, yeah, kids are awesome. I love kids. So, yes, how can people sort of start with their human design I know you said that you've got the cheat sheets did you want to talk about that a little bit more for us yeah absolutely so basically to find out your human design first of all you need to know your date of birth and where you were born the location and the time not everybody has their time of birth they're not on all the birth certificates in the world so I have do have software that if you know your date of birth, then I can narrow it down and we can discuss that later to see if there's any changes in that 24 hours. But from there, then we can basically find out what design you are. And there's five different designs. And then from there, what I have done from my own experiment and doing a lot of investigations and also I have a certification in human design and jinkies is I've pulled together, I guess, some parenting sheets to help parents navigate these little kids better and more in their design so what it just basically includes it's a four page and it has your strengths and weaknesses and then some childhood conditioning wound conditioning and then their challenges and then a whole section on decision making on their emotions on their sleep on their diet on their environment and then a section then on how to parent your child So there's a good little bit of information there, some great snippets and stuff that aligns and relates to it. So we have those sheets. And then if you want to actually delve in deeper, we can have an actual reading. I usually do a half an hour to an hour, half an hour or an hour. And then I can do it just for your child or I can do it with the child and the parent. So then you can best know how to show up and parent your child as well. So yeah, it's amazing. It was life changing for me coming into this realm and doing all this work on myself. And then helping other people to see themselves. And honestly, in readings, we get so many like tears because people finally feel seen. Mm. You know, they're like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. I am loved. I am safe. I am enough. And somebody actually sees me for who I am. I'm special. Do you know what I mean? I love it. Yeah, I think that that's really beautiful. And I feel like it's a good idea to have an understanding of your own chart and also the kids as well 
and I, I'm sure you'll sort of second this message is, you know, the more that we know ourselves, the more we can sort of show up as the parent that we want to be and connect with our children. But if we are coming from a space where we don't even know where we're at, yeah. it's very difficult for us to meet our children's needs. So first and foremost, it is really good to get your own reading done, I think. And yeah, having that insight and like you said, just that validation is enough for people to go, oh, it's okay to be me, you know, because we spend so much of our life trying to fit in and do what society tells us to do. And we don't need to do that. We are, you know, it helps you step into your power and your uniqueness and see yourself for who you are and the magic of who you are. and. Yeah, I can definitely see how human design can be really sort of life-changing for some people, especially if you felt like you said the black sheep have always been the black sheep of the family or never fitted in or always felt like you haven't found your tribe or whatever it is. And a lot of dis-ease within community and with our own self and our body and our parenting comes from this disconnection this mm-hmm. disconnect of who we are and trying to suppress who we are and who we're meant to be and what we came here to do. So yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah, there is a lot of broken and damaged adults walking around that have never felt seen and heard. And you know, imagine this beautiful gift you can give yourself, fully acknowledge and step into your greatness and go, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And then been able to parents for kids by that as well you know it's just that as you said validation you know you're chosen one you are special you are here to share gifts you know and you are unique that's it that's what everybody is very very special and every kid is very very special yeah it, this is very powerful important stuff when you get into it so i absolutely love to share that with people but um yeah yeah transform your life (laughs) yes and your parenting your life and and your your parenting parenting. which is so important because you know when we bring little beings onto this planet it's our responsibility to do the best we can and with the tools that we've got and you now know about human design and you know about all the things I do if you've listened to other podcasts so get doing the work ladies <laughs> um so what has been your biggest lesson from your children or from motherhood so far Steph wow <laughs> that's a good question what has been my biggest lesson from motherhood just trust your intuition I think for me everything comes back to intuition instinct trust yourself have that trust that you already have the tools to have that trust in yourself and that you already have that wisdom it is all within each and every one of us and to look inside yourself it's when you get consumed with everything on the outside that the wheels fall off so anything that you're struggling with or want to move forward with or parenting or life or anything the answers are within you just listen you have everything that you need already. It's all within you. Mm, beautiful. I love that message. I love that message. Thank you. And 
If people want to connect with you, where can they find you? How can yeah, we absolutely. connect with you? I am on social media, on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram. But yes, my website as well. I think you're going to drop the link. It's just stephmccurdy.com. Please reach out to me if anybody has any questions, if they'd like to find their date of birth or they're not sure how to go about anything. I'm an open book and then I can help you navigate or point you in the right direction. And yeah, as I said, I have readings or the um, parenting sheet. So reach out for any questions. Thank you so much. Awesome. Okay. Thank you, Steph, for being here. I've really enjoyed this chat. If you loved today's episode, then please reach out and let us know what your biggest takeaways were and reach out to Steph and let her know how she can support you in your human design. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for being here and namaste.